we'll be speaking with two nurses who work in mental health. One a community nurse who works in the downtown east side of Vancouver, and the other a psychiatric nurse who works in an emergency department in Winnipeg. This is Nurses' Voices. Nurses' Voices is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and by the Canadian Nurses Association. Welcome to Nurses' Voices. I'm Gail Donner, and Mary Wheeler is with me this evening, and we have two terrific guests. Many of our episodes have focused on the COVID pandemic, but there's another pandemic that has received much less attention, and that's the opioid mental health and addictions crisis. Today, we're talking with two nurses who work primarily with vulnerable and marginalized clients in the core of two major Canadian cities, Vancouver and Winnipeg. They work with populations that are arguably the most stigmatized in healthcare. Uh, Catherine Flynn is a registered nurse with 13 years of experience. She currently supports two clinics in the downtown east side of Vancouver as a primary care RN and case manager with the Vancouver HIV stop team. And Bonita Panzega, our second guest, is a registered psychiatric nurse who's worked in a variety of mental health settings over the past 13 years. And during the last five years, Bonita has been working in the emergency department at the Health Science Center in Winnipeg as a psychiatric emergency nurse. So welcome to both of you. And I'm going to get right into it since I know both of you have lots um, of important things to say. So maybe, Catherine, maybe I'll start with you. You know, the downtown east side of Vancouver has quite a reputation across Canada. And uh, it has a reputation as being a difficult place with many disadvantaged, marginalized and stigmatized uh, folks living there, uh, living on the street or living in shelters, uh, etc. Can you tell the, our listeners, our watchers, what you do, what your role is in that community? My role is a case manager, primarily with the Vancouver Stop team. So that's an initiative to help connect hard-to-reach demographic people living with HIV who are not adhering to their HIV medications and just disconnected from from care and helping them re-engage to, to a provider, to a healthcare team. So that is part of my work. Um, and then the rest of my work involves providing primary care within the clinics of um, Kilala Lelum in the downtown east side. Kilala Lelum is a very special clinic that opened its doors about two years ago. A small group of people who were working actually at Vancouver Aboriginal Health who thought to provide a space, a culturally safe space that could connect the members to elders and help connect people to cultural services. A big focus on healing and well-being is a spiritual focus for people and a cultural focus for people and really helping to restore healthy cultural identity and as well as helping people to tap into their spiritual side, which can often be neglected in the Western medicine models. We are staffed with uh, nurses, physicians, counselors, social workers, and very importantly, elders and knowledge keepers 
which are an integral part of helping the Western medicine trained staff to understand a more indigenous ways of health and healing. Every day I'm humbled and I feel really privileged to be able to have these opportunities to look at health and healing in different ways and in deeper spiritual ways, rather than just our current system that supports healing, physical healing or mental healing just through pharmacotherapy mostly. This clinic understands the importance of the medicine wheel, the elements of physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being. Uh, understands the importance of community and connection. There's a real understanding here that that's where the healing and the repair to wholeness is done. Yeah. Now, Bonita, you're in also a very urban setting in downtown Winnipeg at the Health Science Center. You're a psych nurse in Emerge. Talk a little bit about what does a psych nurse do in an Emerge department? Often when people come in, if they're presenting with any kind of mental health crisis or mental health emergency, whether they come in on their own seeking help or whether they're brought in under the Mental Health Act with police or with family members, one of my roles is to collaborate with the emergency room physician and um, I'll do an assessment. And then based on my assessment and based on, on what the client needs are, sometimes we are able to link people up with resources, but hopefully point them in the right direction. If my assessment determines that the patient might need an admission, then we'll, I'll talk to the emergency room physician give them my viewpoint and then they'll take it and consult psychiatry and often people are admitted. It's kind of a unique job because you have so much intense interaction with people in a very short amount of time. And a lot of our people that come in, come in more than one time. I don't know if you feel like this, Catherine, but very often somebody's ready, but there's not the resources available and there's a wait list. And then that window where people are ready it's, it's gone, you know, and, and it's hard because you don't have any of that follow through. I don't know what happens to the people that I've been working with. Sometimes we see people for months on end and then we don't see them again. And, and sometimes we're the, we're the most support that they have. Somebody will come in in the middle of the night because they're, they're hungry, they're tired. They haven't had a safe place to be. And they'll find their, that safety in the emergency department. You were shaking your head, Catherine. I think Benita's role is so important. It's a demographic that has a hard time reaching out for help. And I feel like Benita must have a lot of experience with pe seeing people in, in, in really intense states of crises. Being able to connect with somebody in, in that state of crisis and, and desperation, um, it's a big thing for them. The importance of providing presence and acceptance in those opportunities is is so huge. I could see that there would be a level of kind of, I guess, frustration and just hope that, you know, I've given all the resources that I have and I know the system is so broken and there's so much improvement and I've laid it up the best I can and here you go. But, you know, you may never know what has become of that interaction. It's, uh, it's definitely a challenging and draining job, but I love it. And I, I can't imagine doing something else. It's, 
it's very rewarding, even though sometimes those are few and far between or it feels that way. Um, it can be very rewarding. I have a question on what took you both down these really non-traditional paths in nursing. Benita, I think it would be helpful because a lot of people don't know what a registered psychiatric nurse is. In the in the East, it isn't common. It is more in the West. So, Benita, could you just talk about what is a registered psychiatric nurse? We spend our entire four-year degree uh, studying mental health. So it's uh, it's through Brandon University is uh, is where I went. Right from the get-go, you start learning about mental health, mental illnesses. We do also learn, you know, some medical things, but not this, not not the same as the RN. For one of the things that they really highlighted in school is that we treat the whole person, right? We're not just treating a physical ailment; we're treating the entire person, and it's holistic care. So. Um, what what's their whole life like? What's what are some of the challenges that uh, challenges that people are dealing with? What are some of the reactions to medication? Um, you know, because everybody we always sometimes think that the you know the magic cure is is medicine, but it's mm-hmm. not always. It comes with all sorts of complications, and you know some medications may fix a mental health issue or mental illness, but then it comes with side effects like lethargy and um, weight gain and all of these things that, that it's significant. Those are things that that impact people daily. What psychiatric nurses do is that we look at the whole person and not just, you know, the illness that they have, but how their reaction is to medication, to therapy, um, to resources that we can make available. And sometimes it's it's something as simple as, as getting somebody um, into a walking group or into other people that has shared similar experiences. Why did you pick it? You were probably pretty young. I was not young. I went to school when I was 29. So I graduated when I was 35. Um, so I had, uh, I'd always had an interest in mental health and I actually had a friend that went through the program. We talked so much about it. I'm so interested in her learning that she was doing in university that I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm ready. And so I, and it was, and there's so many times that I wish that I would have gone earlier, but I think that I wasn't ready mm-hmm. at that point. And I feel like I'm just on the right path right now. So yeah, it's just, it's pretty simple. <laughs> and Catherine? I knew that I would be a nurse from a very young age. All my aunties were nurses, but I thought I would be an artist. But it wasn't until I was like in the hospital and I met nurses, I said, I have to be a nurse. This is what I have to do. And I was actually also commuting through the downtown east side, which isn't far from where I was growing up. And I remember looking up at the buildings and I said, I will work down here in some capacity one day. I started my nursing career working in the HIV acute medicine ward and that at St. Paul's Hospital in downtown Vancouver. And that ward no longer exists as the HIV ward. It, it exists as now the urban health ward. So that goes to show you how far we've come mm-hmm. in HIV in- medicine. I did some time in acute medicine, palliative care, emergency overflow. And then I ended up in primary care and then came down to to the downtown east side and and I really feel like this is the place, yeah, I am of most help in the world. I think um, I think my passion is to support adults struggling with mental health and addictions issues. I remember I thought I would be in pediat- a pediatric nurse when I was younger, but I, I saw, wow, they get 
there's so much comfort for the children, but there's no comfort for the adults. And there's so much pain that adults and older adults have to endure. And why is this area so neglected? I wanted to be a, become a part of to to change that. We know across Canada, mental health is a huge issue. There's lots of discussion about it being underfunded, undervalued, underappreciated, whatever, all of those words. Do you have, I mean, you're right there in the, in the thick of it with the clients who need the services uh, most of all. I guess the question would be, what would your dream be? What would it look like? It would be nice to have easy access to the things that people need in short time. And I don't know how, I don't know how we can do that. Um, you know, and then there's also the different, the different community resources that we have available. It would be great if we could actually network a little bit better. We're mm -hmm. very involved. The, the police are very involved in bringing people in to see us often. Most of the time, like I consider them part of my team. Um, and we have good communication myself and, and the officers that, that will come in with the client, but it's marginalizing having somebody sitting in the waiting room with police. It, 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 it's it's not attractive for people. It doesn't make people feel welcomed or heard. Um, our space is definitely not big enough. I know that we definitely need some more space. Um, it would be nice, nice if actually if we had a mental health team within the police department. I think in Toronto they have actually mental health clinicians cycle with the police. And I had contacted I had contacted them a while ago, but then the pandemic started. You know, yeah. everything just went kind of sideways. So. Given how difficult it is, what keeps you going? I know that I have enough energy and enough to give to people that in a 12-hour shift, I can give that to somebody, hopefully help them out of a terrible situation, help them feel heard um, and understood. And, and then I have enough time to go home and re-energize. You know, I don't think that I would have that same energy if I worked on a ward where I came back day after day after day to the same thing. But every single day, my job is very different. And I like that I can think outside of the box and I can talk real with somebody and and know that they feel heard. And I know that I connect quickly with people. So um, I feel like I'm just in the right place for what I'm doing. And that's what keeps me coming back because there's still joy there. Well said, Benita. Um, yeah, I I feel like it can be a frustrating environment to work in, in the, in the mental health field here. There are a lot of gaps in the system. There's a lot of people I'd see just losing hope. Why, why bother doing the work? Why bother? Because it, there's so many barriers and that, that is the problem. There is just when people are struggling mentally and they have to to overcome these barriers. It's it's too much to ask, and we have so much to do from streamlining detox to recovery to um, having like safe and supportive housing for people once they go through these stages of recovery. Also, having having people connected to a sense of and having a, a clinic or um, having a sense of community, a sense of belonging. Um, and a sense of purpose. So there's there's so many factors that are involved. We're always working on different approaches to addictions, like opiate agonist therapy is one that has helped bridge people and 
when we have those opportunities to bridge people, then we can build relationship and we can build connection. And then we get to know the person as an individual. And then we can kind of advocate for them on their specific personhood and their needs. I feel so lucky to come to work every day with the most amazing team. And I feel we all get to debrief with one another on a very constant basis. Although we do work in isolation a lot within our clinic rooms here, we're always able to come together and, and kind of help help each other. You know, I think I've learned that boundaries change kind of all the time. Like some days we can come to work and we're really resourced and we have a lot to give. And some days we're not, we don't have as much to give. And, and we're human too. And continue on in our work without feeling that burnout is, is, is huge because still work in the downtown east side, there's a lot of burnout um, in the mental health area. And we don't, we don't want that because we know that uh, continuity of care is so important for people um, when they build relationships, they build trust with people over time. And it makes such a difference for people on their wellness journeys that, that they have that consistency with people. I am enthralled by your stories and what you are giving to your clients. How do you take care of yourself? Because I think that is one of the issues in nursing right now. Nurses stretch to the limit. It's really intense. I've learned to what it means to the importance of self-care and making time for myself. So when I feel uh, that burnout coming on and the overwhelm, um, I think we have a uh, we have a culture here at Kilalalela where we're able to say, "I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that now." And that's okay. And that's, everyone is, can speak that without any judgment. We will try to accommodate time off for people if we need to, um, which is, which is incredible. And then when I'm not at work, I love um, meditating. My deep breathing practices are so important to me. Um, I play music for joy in my life. Remember the lightness of life, that it's not always so heavy and intense and crisis mode all the time that there's also the other side of life that needs to be really remembered and and tapped into as well so just fun and play and sports and being in nature is so huge um and i am very grateful for uh, we have elders here that will support us as well mm-hmm. so we're able to go and and seek counsel from our elders mm-hmm. And I think that's really important that as that we are a, we're able to talk to somebody about what we're carrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I, I feel lucky that I have the ability to to let it out and in my place of work and that you know spiritual emotional um, wellness is is and the expression of it is very encouraged and important. Whereas I in some other areas of nursing I feel like they may not have that and, and nurses hold that a lot and they're supposed to be strong and solid all the time like robots, but it's not, that's not possible. And Bonita, what about you? How do you take care of yourself? For me, when I'm away from work, I'm away from work. And I have done that since I started nursing was um, I can give my whole self at work, but when I leave, I have to give myself time to myself. So um, 
I'm active with my family. I do, I walk my dog every day, um, yeah. often on like one of the trails, which is very like, it's a trail. So it's bushy and foresty and everything else. So it's, you get away from all of that. And yeah. Um, I also have a lot of hobbies, um, mm. a lot. <laughs> and I try and challenge myself. I try and challenge myself to something new, something new quite frequently to learn because I find that um, I'm able to put my focus into that and I can just get out of my head a little bit. And uh, if, if things are really tough, because we do have, like you said, Catherine, when, when you're starting to feel that kind of freaking out, um, I'll definitely access um, somebody like whether it's our boss um, yeah. who's super supportive and just say like, I'm having a hard time. And um, I don't take every extra shift that's available. I work my, you know, if, if I'm not ready to go back to work and they need somebody, I don't always take it because I, you do need the recoup time. So I wonder if there's any last things you'd like to say, you know, there are a shortage of mental health workers. What would you tell a, a student maybe as a parting uh, message what would you tell somebody who's contemplating a, a career working with marginalized folks or people with mental health and addiction issues i would just say that working in the area of mental health and addictions with marginalized populations has been the best decision of my life i feel like it's been a, like a soul journey for me i feel like it's made me a better person mm -hmm. That I've been able to understand and be humbled by the beautiful capacity for human resilience. Mental health, this word has such a stigma. These all these terms have such stigmas. But the people that come through my door are some of the most beautiful, authentic people I have ever met in my life. And once a person can put away all those labels and get to know who that person mm -hmm. is and what they have come through. They're, it's such a beautiful thing. Those people are, are incredibly beautiful and have taught me so much. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful to have walked beside and witnessed people on their journey. How about you, Benita? What would your message be? I'm very, very similar to Catherine. Like I feel... I've always felt very fortunate to have a career that allows me to participate um, and walk alongside people while they're struggling and while they're going through some of the toughest things that that people go through. And like you were saying, Catherine, like they're marginalized, they're stigmatized, you know, and um, often they're not seen for who they are. They're just seen as this label. And I, we're really, really lucky that we have the opportunity to learn and I feel like I've been learning and growing throughout my entire career and I've been very, very lucky. I don't know any other career that could be so challenging and so rewarding though. So, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and I want to thank you. Yes. We asked you some tough questions and some soul searching questions, but I think we really wanted the nurses of Canada to get a real picture for what, what, what you do every day and how you feel about it. So, so Mary, what is so Gail? <laughs> that was pretty amazing. I was trying to think how I would describe these nurses. Very intentional that this is my work and I'm going to do everything that I can 
to both accept this client group, help others accept this client group, and do the best job that I can possible, all the while acknowledging that I have so much to learn from this client population. That's what I found. I, again, I found stunning from both of them is that it wasn't I looking after you. It was we are in partnership. Um, what can I learn from you? How can we work together to make this a better um, world? I mean, that sounds corny, but it, it you know. Uh, it was something com very compelling in both their approaches. I was mesmerized by their stories. They they both drew me in so easily. They've got a calmness that is reassuring. Like you keep thinking, exactly. oh, that's the most I need if I'm ever in trouble. Exactly. Uh, because it's so respectful. Their respect their clients. You're right, Gail. Overwhelming. Students need to hear these stories. I really hope as we continue in Nurses' Voices that this, our episodes are distributed widely because students need to hear of all these uh, nurses' stories. But again, in particular, especially around mental health uh, issues right now. They need to hear for people like Catherine and Benita around there is a place if you want this practice, we would love you to come and join us. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Nurses Voices. You can view and listen to Nurses Voices on a variety of platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And remember, if you want to reach us or give us some feedback, please connect with us through nursesvoices.ca Nurses Voices is created by Donner Wheeler. It is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and the Canadian Nurses Association. Nurses Voices is produced by Sector Limited. Mm -hmm.